0: Welcome to the Happy, Healthy, Strong podcast. Our goal is to equip you with the knowledge and tools you need to make lasting changes in your health. Society has trained us to think that Western medicine is the answer to long-term health, but this approach only treats symptoms and never addresses the root cause. Without a new approach, our community will experience unnecessary sickness and suffering. We teach the functional health model to educate and empower listeners on their journey to a happier, healthier, and stronger life. My name is Paige, and I'm a certified holistic health coach. I'm joined by my co host, Dr. Alex Arguello, doctor of chiropractic and functional health practitioner. Join us as we unpack some of the most pressing health challenges facing our community today. Welcome back to the Happy, Healthy, Strong podcast. Last episode, we officially wrapped up our pregnancy series, but we did get a question from a listener who is a new mom, and she was wondering about ways to just optimize her immune system as well as her new baby's immune system as we get into the colder months especially. And so I thought, I brought it up to Dr. Alex, and he said, yeah, I could do a whole episode on this. So I said, okay, let's do it. So here we are.
1: Yeah, I mean, we try to keep these episodes short, so I feel like whatever somebody asks, I could do a whole episode true, on True, true.
0: <laughs> you have a lot to say in general.
1: But yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's good. I, I took a look back at um, our shows... And like you said last week, this will be 45, I think.
0: Yeah, Yeah. we've been literally doing this now over a year. We just crossed our one-year threshold, which is crazy. That's really cool.
1: That's really cool. So I was looking to see if we had done anything specific to the immune system. I know we did a whole thing on inflammation, so we hit on the immune system a little bit there and touched on it here and there. Um, But this will probably be, um, I want to try to stay specific to the question that was asked, but it'll probably make me think of a lot of other things that we'll probably just have to do other shows on. Um, But I thought, so the question was specific to, okay, mom just had baby, Um, how can she keep her immune system strong and how can she keep baby's immune system strong? Of course, this is a time, um, like we mentioned in our last episode, where parents have to start thinking about vaccinations, you know, immunizations, um, that whole question whether or not they're going to do it, if they are going to do it, how they're going to do it. But the the primary purpose of it is because there's a concern for the baby's immune system, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just always been this thought, I would say, in, in medicine in general, that baby's immune systems are suppressed or weak, at least, they would say. So therefore, to prevent serious infections, well, I think that was probably the original intention is that there's some serious infections that are potentially lethal. So if we can figure out something to strengthen the baby's immune system so that when it comes up against these infections, these pathogens, mm-hmm. most of the time viruses, then the, the baby won't be overcome by right. the virus, right? right? And we're in 2022, we just had a pandemic. I mean, I'm some some people would probably say we're still in the pandemic, but sure. um, 2020 was the major part of this pandemic where I think everybody's awareness of what viruses can do to the human body. Um, is probably heightened, so yeah. also a good time to to be talking about these about these things. Mm-hmm. So I th- I thought it was probably best to just kind of talk through maybe a timeline of how the immune system actually develops, not getting in, into anything specific, but timeline of how the immune system develops. So. Obviously, in order to make a baby, you need something from the dad and you need something from the mom, right? Those two kind of just keep it simple and say cells come together and then they make one um, new genetic code. So 50% dad, 50% mom. So with that comes kind of your genetic material that plays a part in really all of health, but you can say specifically the immune system, right? At least the baby's immune system now has to deal with that, with those things because now it's self, but... It has some of mom, it has some of dad, right? So as baby is developing in the womb, the immune system has to do some very specific things. Like if it sees, hey, wait, what I got from dad isn't the same as this environment that I'm in, which I'm in mom. The immune system can't attack whatever is was from dad, so it has to have things built in t- into it that says this is normal, this is not something that I actually need to protect. Yeah,
0: so interesting, never thought about that. Yeah,
1: so there's just, I say that, not because that's specific to the question, mm-hmm. but just to try to help people understand the complexity of the of right, the immune system. the design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I mean, let me just kind of read through, these are just some of the immune system cells that we have identified um, in science. You know, so we have... Um, two parts of our immune system. One's called the innate immune system. The other is called the adaptive immune system. Um, innate immune system, think kind of first line of defense. Adaptive immune system is kind of second line of defense. But within the innate immune system, there's something called a basophil. There's something called an mis- eosinophil, a neutrophil. There's natural killer cells. There's complement proteins. There's dendritic cells. There's mast cells. There's macrophages. And then you can throw some other T cells in there and other natural killer T cells in there. So, those are just a, a small list of at least what they've found in the human body. And all of that works together and does different things for the immune system. So, I think sometimes we can just think of it as just this um, simple system that, hey, as long as you take vitamin C or vitamin D, then your immune system's going to be fine. Bites mm-hmm. um, off the cold. Or yeah. So, yeah. when a bacteria comes in, then th- we just have this one um, type of immune system cell that goes and finds this bacteria and kills it. No, it's There's n- no way is it that simple. It's sure. completely complex. It's always trying to figure out what is this, is what I'm coming up against self, is what I'm coming up against safe, is what I'm coming against kind of neutral, you may say, or is it potentially dangerous for me? And if it's dangerous for me, then I want to figure out how to eliminate this thing that's dangerous for the body. Mm-hmm as quickly as possible as well as possible Mm -hmm. right so all of that takes some complexity so the whole thing about children babies when they're born as far as thinking that they're weak all that really means is it hasn't been as developed as the adult immune system meaning all of that complexity that we talked about these each one of these cells Specifically, the second part, the kind of the second line of defense, the adaptive immune system has to learn what to do with all of these things, right? So it has to come up and say, oh, this is a a vitamin, this is a mineral, this is a phytonutrient, whatever it is, and not attack it, not think that it's foreign and it's going to harm the body. Mm -hmm. Or it has to say, oh, this is a virus that I do need to attack. Or this is a bacteria that's good, not bad, so I should allow this to be in my body. So the baby's immune system is just truly trying to figure all of that out. And it's going to figure all that out as it's exposed to things, which we'll talk about in in a little bit here. But that's kind of the whole weakness of the immune system that we call it weak, but it's really just kind of underdeveloped. Mm -hmm. Now, the question would be, since it is underdeveloped, do we need to go ahead and intervene and speed that process up? Or can the baby's immune system develop over time? kind of naturally, right? No, right. Air quotes, naturally, mm-hmm. whatever whatever that means. So, yeah, so that's kind of a, an intro into the immune system. But as far as timeline, we get the, um, some from mom, some from dad, and then basically mom's protecting the baby. And then once you get into about the third trimester is when mom starts to pass parts of her immune system on to, to baby, specifically something called immunoglobulins or antibodies might be more mm-hmm. familiar for people. When we're exposed to something, first part of our immune system kind of surrounds it, and then the other part of our immune system comes in and and memorizes what this protein structure is on the pathogen. That memory cells then creates what's called an antibody. So if we're going to get exposed to that thing again, then the antibodies are what are going to kind of speed up that attack and make us what we call lifelong immunity or whatever they want to call it.
0: Is this like why parents want their kids to get chicken pox? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely. So you
1: get exposed to chicken pox, and then our <laughs> immune system deals with that first exposure. Mm-hmm. Fine. It's not dangerous. And then it makes memory cells mm-hmm. for when it gets exposed to chicken pox again. Now it's there's not going to even be symptoms because the immune system is going to deal with it for, before it gets to the symptomatic phase. Got it. But so not ch- is yeah.
0: every single like disease like that? Yes. It, and so... Is it right that like every version of the cold is like slightly different and that's why we keep getting a, a cold every yeah. year or that yeah. kind of thing?
1: Yeah. Cause you got to think um, these pathogens are living organisms just like us, right? They want to survive. They want to thrive. So they're always trying to figure out, okay, we, we got killed. So then other ones are going to thrive because mm-hmm. one set of them um, was killed by, by the host or whatever. Yeah. And they're always trying to d- adapt just like us. So yeah, we get exposed to new things frequently but our immune system, not only if it gets exposed to one type of virus, so one type of the flu or the cold, you might say, it learns how to deal with that particular part of the virus, but there's always going to be similar things. So the immune system also learns how to get better with dealing with anything sure. as it gets exposed to to these things. So, yeah, every time you're getting exposed, you're you're improving. But that third trimester is really where baby starts to get some of mom's immune systems, like you said, specifically antibodies. And the benefit of that is now baby doesn't necessarily need that first exposure because it already has that antibody activity is going to be able to fight it off a lot quicker than it would if it didn't have those antibodies. But that's also dependent on mom, right? So all of that stuff that we talked about throughout the pregnancy um, series is that part of that was helping you to build a healthy immune system. Now you can only build a healthy immune system so much through lifestyle, right? Through eating proper diet and, and exercising and sleeping, part of it you just have to get exposed to things which in our day is a lot more difficult yeah. than it used to be right, right? Um, and especially if you compare it to thousands of years ago when we didn't have a bunch of stuff that's kind of making us completely clean mm-hmm. so there's this thing called the hygiene hypothesis um, which there's I would say some good things about it and then some things that still need worked out in it to for it to be perfect and, and its understanding of how the immune system interacts with this environment but basically, if we clean everything, if we you know put antibacterial stuff on everything and we never actually get exposed to things, so we are very pro hygiene, mm-hmm. right making sure we're clean right then we're f- we're losing all of this exposure to pathogens, to bacteria to virus, to yeast, all that stuff. And they're showing that that actually weakens the immune system over time because you're not allowing it to develop in these other parts of the immune system to come in and do their job.
0: They can't learn how to fight. Can't learn how to Mm -hmm. fight. So it's
1: always up to that first part of the immune system, that innate Mm -hmm. part of the immune system, which that is where all of the lifestyle stuff, nutrition and exercise and things like that improve from, Got it. but you're still leaving it up to just that first line of defense. Mm-hmm. You'd never actually get to that second line of defense. If you're not exposed to, to all of these things that we need to be getting exposed to. So if mom is healthy, if mom has good healthy antibodies, if she's been exposed to things, things over time and they've stayed with her. Um, then she can pass those things on to to baby. So hopefully that's happened. If it hasn't happened, it's not like that's the only thing that mom gets to do for baby. There's other things that happen. Um, I would say the second biggest thing and probably the most important part of the immune system for baby um, is if they are born vaginally, Mm -hmm. then they get to go through the vaginal canal and they get exposed to all the bacteria from mom that is in the vaginal canal that gets on their skin, that gets in their nose, that gets in their mouth, all of that stuff, and that's what really builds the the good healthy bacteria that's supposed to be around around babies, yeah, so that is ideal um, sometimes that doesn't happen, right, right many times again, especially in our country, unfortunately, it doesn't happen mm-hmm. um, primarily because of the c section rate that's that's increasing, mm-hmm. so when you are born through C-section, then you're not only missing that all that bacteria that you would be exposed to um, in the canal, but you're also now exposed to different bacteria, which would be through the skin of mom would be the first thing that you would be exposed to, which you want. That's the whole skin on skin thing. That There's more to that than just connection. You're getting exposed to mom's bacteria on her skin, um, on the breast tissue if nursing happens right away. But if that's the first exposure and there's no exposure to the vaginal canal, now you're going to have an imbalance of the bacteria that the, that the baby was, was supposed to have.
0: Have you heard of, um, like where, where they'll swab the canal for a C-section and then kind of put it on the baby to kind of mimic the transfer? That's a, that's an awesome practice if there's,
1: and I, I don't know if a lot of hospitals are doing it. Um, yeah. I I pray that they do. Hopefully, I pray it becomes you can. Normal.
0: Yeah, maybe it's something that I I haven't done a ton of research, but maybe you can request it, put it part yeah. of your birth plan. Like if there is a C-section, I do want yes. to make sure that this happens. Yep,
1: yep. I highly recommend that. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. Obviously, that's not going to be perfect. That like you would yeah. come through the vaginal canal, but if you can get some of that bacteria, right? And then yes, yeah, swab it on baby. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yes, because. So this is not an aside, but it takes, this is going to take a little bit of time when we think about overall. So all those immune system cells that we talked about, a lot of that, they say up to 75 to 80% of all of our immune system in the body is around the gut is around the digestive tract. Why? Because that's where we get exposed to the most stuff, right? We take all something the food, in, yep. all the food, mm-hmm. all the chemicals we're exposed to gets into the gut. And then the immune system's always again, testing it. Is this something that's safe? Is this something that's safe? Um, So we want a healthy gut. And if we have a healthy gut, then the immune system typically responds in a healthy way as well. It finds things that are not supposed to be there, attacks them. It finds things that are supposed to be there and does not attack them. That's ideally what you'd want. Well, a huge part of that happening is also good, healthy bacteria that's supposed to be in the gut. So if you don't have this good, healthy bacteria, they do, they take on a lot of the work that the immune system would have to do. Hmm. So it never actually gets to that first line of the immune system because the good bacteria that are in there are actually dealing with it. So let's say you don't have that good, healthy bacteria. It's not that you're now don't have any defenses, but now your immune system has to do a lot more work. And the more work an immune system does the higher chance of a mistake happening, right? The higher chance of it saying, oh, here's a food that's not supposed to be foreign and not supposed to be dangerous, but the immune system thinks it is. And then you start to develop some type of food sensitivity, food, mm-hmm. food allergy yep. over time. So that kind of introduction into the world of getting exposed to all the bacteria is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. So we got the third trimester antibodies being passed on from mom going through vaginal canal, skin on skin. Those are kind of two big exposures to bacteria. Mm-hmm. And then the third one would be when nursing happens. Yeah. So if mom is, is breastfeeding, um, first few days, um, something called colostrum is what is what gets produced. Mm-hmm. And that's basically just full of a bunch of more antibodies. So kind of main purpose of that is for mom to pass on more of her immune system to the wow, child. That's cool. Crazy. Yeah. It's a, it's a crazy design. But that's also dependent on mom, right? If mom is healthy, um, she's gonna, and even if she's not healthy, again, it's back to exposure. If she's been exposed to enough stuff, she's still going to have these antibodies and be able to pass them on to, mm-hmm. to baby. So you kind of have these big things that are happening with baby, um, colostrum, and then even breast milk, you know, as they continue to nurse, passing on immunity, those immunoglobulins that I talked about, the antibodies, passing them on. But then baby's immune system starts to develop. Um, and, and I think it's around three months where baby's immune system is really starting to have all of these cells that we talked about and can actually do a lot of the, the work that's that's necessary to do. Still going to be weakened. Again, air quotes, weakened because it's not very developed, haven't been exposed to everything. But it's at least that first line of defense is very strong.
0: Mm-hmm. So until that three months I feel like a lot of moms, especially moms having babies in the winter when there's just a lot of things going around are probably wondering, so what's the right level of exposure? Do I bring my baby to this big social gathering or is it not wise? Like if their immune system is not able Uh, to handle it.
1: Right, right, right. So, I mean, that would be somewhat tough to say because you don't know how how baby's going to be genetically, you know, did they inherit good genes as far as a strong immune system, genes that could turn on a strong immune system. Again, was mom healthy? Did that whole process happen that we talked about? So, so an example there is if a baby who was born C-section didn't get that exposure to um, the bacteria in the vaginal canal, isn't breastfed, I would say there's a lot more risk of having that baby around other people, you know, just other things that are going to get potentially increase the risk of getting exposed to pathogens. But if that process did happen or at least close to it, then you're going to have a lot less risk of, you know, being exposed to something, something dangerous actually happening.
0: And is it concerning if baby catches just a little cold, like a little sniffle in those first few months or... Yeah. What's the level of right. when should we be worried?
1: Great question. So one of the good things that I would say has happened with COVID is there's just been so much of this research done on viruses and how the body interacts. So to simplify this, if you have two kind of parts, there is the the virus, how virulent it is. So basically how dangerous it can be um, and how much of the virus you're being exposed to. Right. So those are kind of the two parts on, I would say, the outside in part of whether or not a pathogen is going to be dangerous to you. Mm -hmm. The other part is what's going on internally with us, right? How is our immune system? How strong is it? Are we a healthy person? So you bring those two together and that's what kind of brings, that's what's going to equal whatever the outcome is, right? So again, COVID example, the people who were elderly, the people who were overweight, people who had comorbidities like diabetes and, and Alzheimer's or cancers, their immune system was affected negatively enough to where now they get exposed to the virus and they they have a pretty poor result you know even death for mm-hmm. for a lot of them so the two things that could have happened there that maybe would have led to a different outcome is maybe they didn't get exposed to as much of the virus or they were healthier right they had a stronger immune system sure. so when you when you think about um, baby some of the research that's been done in response to covid is they've looked at how are babies innate immune systems so that first line against adults um first line of defense. Mm, Okay. And they found that babies are stronger than adults. Hmm. So they wanted to figure out why are babies not dying like people, you know, Mm -hmm. from COVID. Mm -hmm. And they found that the innate immune system. So when it gets exposed to something foreign, the first line of defense comes and tries to do something to protect the body. And then the secondary part of the immune system will come and memorize it and all of those things. So adults the second part, of course, way better than babies because they have had a lot more exposure to pathogens mm-hmm. throughout their lifetime. But the first line of defense is stronger in a baby. So back to your question, you can take that with you, right? If you, if, if, especially if all that process has been done, right? Um, moms passed on antibodies. Moms, you know, th- it was a vaginal birth, breastfed, colostrum was there, um, just healthy in general. Knowing that the innate part of the immune system is strong but also knowing that you want the baby exposed because now that's what develops the second part of the immune system. Mm Now I wouldn't be foolish, right? If somebody has, you know, the flu, I wouldn't let them hold a baby and be in their face because now that's increasing the viral load. That's increasing how much virus they're being exposed to. Mm -hmm. So regardless of how strong baby's immune system is, that's going to be dangerous, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to be concerned about, you know, not being living. in the
0: same room as yeah, right. just right. people. Exact- absolutely.
1: Especially if it's mom, like if mom's fighting something off, you definitely don't want to remove baby from mom. Right. right? She, they would have much better chance of getting healthier if they're staying with their mom and nursing and skin on skin and all that stuff. Yeah. Than even if mom has something going on.
0: Cause the breast milk creates the exactly what the yeah. baby yeah. needs yeah. to just not yep. even. And think about that. It. So yeah. if mom
1: is fighting something, what's going to happen immune system? immune system is going to upregulate mm-hmm. and then now that's going to be worked out and, and, um, bacteria is going to change. They're getting exposed to good bacteria. Breast milk is going to change. All of those things Mm -hmm. are going to happen that could potentially be beneficial to, to baby.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So So it's not, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Be Be wise, but don't be, don't be scared. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. So then, um, that's kind of the, the process, right? I think the last thing we said was was nursing.
0: Yes. Right? And yep.
1: then and then allowing baby to kind of get get exposed. So right. I know we've joked about this um in the past but there there was always been like if you drop your gum on the floor mm-hmm. um there's the 5 second rule or yeah. some people make it 10 second rule whatever <laughs> right. So that's always gum. Been, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's always been I don't know why I said gum, it <laughs> what first thing I got of Um it's always been you, you don't want like germs to get on that, right? right. So pick it up like germs are slow. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get there. Within <laughs> if, they, if you have past five seconds, germs get there. But what we were joking about is, well, we would say the same thing, but it would be because of toxins that are more than likely on the right. floor. The right? cleaning People, solutions right. that they use. So you don't necessarily um, need to be too concerned about the germs that are going to be on it mm-hmm. because number one, your immune system can deal with them if they would be bad, but you also want your immune system exposed to things. Yeah. So as baby grows and develops. And even when they're past nursing time, you want to be getting them exposed to the environment, right? You want them to play outside. You want them to be out in the yard. If you can do pets, you want them around animals Mm -hmm. and stuff to get exposed to all of those animals. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a a book that I have in, in the other room. I think it's called The Dirt Cure and there's another book called eat dirt. Um, it's just talking about, again, back to the, the huge part of your immune system is how healthy your gut is in terms of um, bacterial diversity. So how many types of different types of bacteria do you have in your gut Mm -hmm. that comes from being exposed to a lot of different bacteria. So don't be afraid to have, you know, kids outside and playing playing in the dirt and around, around animals. and
0: And like if you garden so you can control the level of chemicals or no no chemicals in your food, like not necessarily washing everything that comes out of the dirt, just, you know, eat a carrot without peeling it or something like that. There you go. (laughs) There
1: you go. So I think um, my overall, I don't know how far we are. Yeah, we're getting close. My overall answer to the question of how can you stay, keep your immune system healthy and keep baby's um, immune system healthy? Before you would go to something, because everybody always wants to go. Sh- should I be giving vitamin D? Should I be giving right. vitamin C? Zinc. You know how yeah. is zinc and you know uh, elderberry syrup and all that stuff. Like I, I would want now. Some of those things are just normal nutrients, right? We need what are called micronutrients, so vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients. We need those because our immune system runs off of those things, right? So you can't make immune system cells. Immune system cells don't have the energy to work if you are deficient in, you know, zinc and iron and calcium and magnesium and all those different minerals. And then, of course, all the vitamins. So, yes, get those through your diet and, and it wouldn't be harmful to take. But you don't have to think, oh, in order for my baby to, to be able to fight off this cold or be able to fight off this flu, I have to give them something from the outside, right? You can You can do those things in a reactionary way but when i think of what builds a strong immune system and what keeps them healthy in an environment where they're exposed to all these things that's not where my mind goes first it's not you know taking these these different things Mm -hmm. it's primarily avoiding things that are going to weaken your immune system Mm. right so for mom it's back to really everything that we've talked about in the series right making sure your your diet is anti-inflammatory right you're avoiding highly processed foods that weaken the immune system you're getting, you know, lots of fruits and vegetables that are going to give you all these micronutrients. You're not afraid of even red meat that also has a lot of micronutrients, macronutrients in them. And you're just avoiding, basically you're eating real food versus, versus processed food. Mm-hmm. You're getting your body moving, which is, even for me who's studied this stuff, you know, again, for the last 15 years now, it's still crazy to me that exercise equals a healthy immune system. Like you think, oh, exercise is just about building muscle and uh-huh. improving your cardiovascular health, those type of things. But exercise movement improves the immune system. Research has shown this. And exercise also changes your microbiome in a beneficial way. So you exercising equals good bacteria in your gut. How somehow. does that work? <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about that at some <laughs> yeah. point. But yeah, so exercise, you know, of course, sleeping. Um, I was reading an article um uh, when I was just preparing for this about sleep in the immune system, and that's one of the reasons why babies do sleep. Of course, they're growing, but it also is to in- improve every function that happens in the body. Of course, yeah. immune function is one of those things. So if a baby's not sleeping, right? So if there's colicky, there's ear infections, if there's all of these things um, that are keeping a baby from sleeping, or... If maybe the room is not dark enough that you have the baby in, maybe if they're not comfortable because, again, you think baby has to sleep on their back when they're going to be more comfortable if they're on their stomach, right? So all of those things can keep baby from ever getting into those deeper levels of sleep and their immune system is going to weaken. So making sure sleep is happening, good quality and quantity of sleep is happening Um, as a child is developing, making sure they're playing um, specifically outside, mm-hmm. but again back to the movement thing. They don't have to exercise, but if they're playing outside, moving around, they're going to also. That's going to strengthen their immune system, and then really just trying to do your best to minimize toxicity that they're exposed to. Mm-hmm. W- so we think bacteria, virus, all of those things our immune system deals with. Our immune system also deals with toxins. So if we're mm-hmm. exposed to a bunch of toxins, then our immune system kind of busy over here doing, dealing with toxins. And then now these bacteria and virus can come in and over overtake us. Right. So just the stuff that we really always talk about when it comes to mm-hmm. building a, a healthy body. If mom can do that, then she can again, do what she can to pass on a healthy immunity in the, in the first parts of life. Mm-hmm. But then now you're switching that over. That stuff has to be done for the, for the kid, mm-hmm. right? Avoiding everything that would weaken the immune system. Yeah. Um, Is what you want to be focusing on.
0: Yeah. And so specifically when a kid gets sick, it's focusing extra on these things of eating the real foods and everything that you just talked about. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I think that is probably it. All right.
0: Well... If anyone else has any questions, you might get an entire episode devoted to answering your question. So please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. And until then, we'll talk to you next time.